actually switched on here. Okay. See if you can, can you hear you? Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Well, good evening, Faith Christian Center and the people that are watching. Welcome to our Wednesday night service at Faith Christian Center. It's an honor to be here tonight. Uh, I was so happy <laughs> and excited when my husband asked me to do this and to cover for him for an elders meeting. And I just, as he said, I've, uh, God is so faithful. Once you open the door, he can really have access or, you know, he's, he's so a gentleman. But I have just been growing and thriving in knowing our God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Uh, the three in one, it's a package. And after what Pastor John was saying at the end of the Sunday service, if you remember, there was a, a like a paragraph at the end where it just really hit home. And he's saying, now, if you're not satisfied with your relationship with God, or if you think there's more and you're not really enjoying that intimacy and you want to know God more, guess what? He really wants to know you more than you want to know him. Because sometimes we just take baby steps because we don't know and we just aren't quite sure sometimes. But I feel that we're just in a time. And when I left church, it was just so in my heart. When I went home, I just wrote down that, especially to think that in my heart, because I like to encourage, comfort, and strengthen the body of Christ or our people here, because we're all under the great shepherd, and we're all like sheep. And you know, uh, it's an amazing thing when you think about being like a sheep. And in the 23rd Psalm, it's a beautiful, beautiful, and I do believe somebody taught it last summer, a guest speaker, and it's just been a real favorite of mine. I didn't plan to go there. But um, the Lord is a shepherd, and I've studied, studied it somewhat, uh, because the first time when we uh, were in this position in ministry for Pastor John to be the uh, head pastor, and uh, someone couldn't come in January, very soon after we had taken this position, and it was winter time. And so the night before, they said they were stowed in and they couldn't come in Texas. So I got to do the job, and we went to a restaurant with a lot of women. And honestly, it was the most thrilling thing, because what came to me was the 23rd Psalm. And it's so short. There's six verses. But in that, there's 12 promises and if you really look into it, I didn't plan on going here. I gotta, 
uh, I should pray too because I want to make sure the Holy Spirit is uh, able to do whatever because I feel like I have so much in me. I, I don't know for sure how to get it out or how it's going to come out. So just let's just pray and agree that he will have his way for me to step aside and let him take over. And it doesn't hurt to be quiet. It's so hard to do, but you know, when we take the time to be quiet from our busy lives, from all the distractions, all the things that are going on, it's all through the Bible and a lot of the things, especially the Psalms, it will say Selah, which means pause, or think about it, or meditate on it. And that's really how we get fed a lot, because if, if you think about it, we're like sheep. We're going around looking down, trying to find what grass to eat. Well, and sheep, probably when they find something, they don't want to leave it, right? So we should, we can learn from that, that they need a shepherd, don't they? Because they don't know what to do. They're really helpless. And there is a, a book out about um, the shepherd. I don't remember the name of it. It's been around for quite a long time. And it's about sheep and how the shepherd feels about his sheep. And because sheep don't always know what's best for them, they've got their nose down or they're just looking for the food and a place to graze to get what they need. And if we don't have a shepherd, if you could imagine that, well, then it's hard to know how to stay where you need to stay or to move on if something goes wrong and the food isn't good anymore. And we really do need someone to lead us into the best things for us. And that's the amazing thing about God. He already knows us better than we know ourselves. So I really think it's time to trust him more. And for us to find out how to let him lead, this is a hard thing, I know. It took me a long time to really want to be quiet enough to uh, let all that happen. And um, it really happened on a sabbatical um, probably four or five years ago when my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And that shook my world. And he got through it. We got through it together, but then I had uh, some things. Of, it was hard that I hadn't really dealt with just to get through it and everything. So the leaders in our area, when they came to visit the church, said, well, you need to take some time off. And I thought I was being punished. 
but it turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen because I actually had time to just, it was nice weather so I could take walks, I could meditate, I could just feel the goodness of God even in creation of all the beautiful things he had made. And it really was restorative. And it put me back where I could read the Bible more. And it was just a hunger then to read the Bible more. So I know what's possible. And I really needed that check. And and I think I was supposed to share that because... I think we're in a place now where we are all subject because of the pace of life, because of the difficulties and all the mental, even emotional strain people are going through to handle uh, COVID, um, the world situation, all the changes that we're seeing are leaving people rather traumatized. And if it, it just behooves us to realize, wait a minute, <laughs> do we want to just get caught up in all that and really end up over here? Because God really has a purpose for everyone's life. That never changes, even from the time you're born. If you can imagine, Psalm 139 is a beautiful psalm about uh, he knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you. And before you were born, he knew you so well, even before you had a name and came to your parents. And that's pretty amazing when you think about it. He knew everything about you. We had the privilege of witnessing a new grandson, and it is such a joy. And you know what it's like when you look at a new baby? Well, you just fill up with joy. It's such a miracle of God's creation and the beauty of what he does to create a human being. Oh, you can't say there is no God. When you see all of creation, the babies, the beauty of, of what he's done. And um, because of that, it made us appreciate even more, and especially the mom and dad, to realize the treasure and the gift that they received from God. And then we could you know, dedicate the baby to God. They wanted us to do that. Excuse me. So it's kind of uncomfortable to share this, but you know, uh, there are times we really do need to check ourselves, And that's what Pastor John was asking everybody. If you're not satisfied with your relationship with the Lord, and if you don't have uh, an intimacy or if you're not feeling his presence, there are all sorts of ways you could tell. But you know in your heart <clears throat> if you're satisfied or do you think that's all there is. 
Well, it's really important for everybody because now is the time to wake up and make some choices because it's so important. It's so important to God. It's so important to so many people's lives because the world is in such trouble and there isn't help. Man cannot figure out the problems, how to solve them, or come up with some of the answers. And only God really can do that. And it's so important that we can be a light to shine just by our life. And it's not as hard, and it's not as difficult as it would seem. It's really very easy. Because once you get a taste of knowing God, uh, let's say spending time with him in the morning in your devotions or whatever, however you do that, I hope you get to do it because that time is precious time. Even if it's hard, you just keep trying. Five minutes, ten minutes, whatever because he really wants a relationship with us more than we do. But I really think we're kind of needy, especially in the church, because we're not even shining our light. We're doing a lot of great things at our church to get that out, to reach the community, to do other things. But it's an opportunity and we don't want to miss it. And the joy is knowing him because it's just worth everything. And I can really say that because um, it's just worth everything. And there was a time uh, I've heard people say, no, I guess I don't need to say that. But we have to think and take some kind of inventory. And, you know, this year was a great year to pray, to fast, or take some time to look and, and focus on the Lord, to set our mind and heart on the things above. And I know it was very impactful, or it seems like a lot of people said that, and it, it was so helpful. And I just want to encourage, encourage, encourage that if God knows you that well, take a chance. You know, you don't have as much to lose as you have to gain. You know, if you don't dare to ever think, well, you know, outside the box a little or the space that you're in, if you have to stay there, uh, I think Pastor Christopher had a message on spaces and where we are. And I just want to encourage you, because it's like a shepherd. I'm the wife of a shepherd, but in my heart, I, I could just feel God's love for everyone. You're all so valuable and precious so valuable and precious. And if you only knew, and if you could just feel 
and let that a window or open a door crack whatever in your heart how you could talk to God and just be real because he already knows where we are. He really does. And he knows what we're doing. He knows how we're doing. And he's always there. And somehow his mercy, I just pray that his, his mercy and grace will follow all of us because there's so much to gain and so much just personal, let alone how you will be so fulfilled to find some purpose. I think you're already doing that. A lot of you, you know, reaching out and the things that are going on in the church, all the opportunities. We're so thankful, thankful, thankful that all the people that are volunteering, all the people that are stepping up, because they realize they want to help. They want to get involved. They want to do things. And and so it's it's a great a great uh, a wonderful thing because there's a reward, and it's so personally fulfilling for you too when you step out and um, then we kind of forget about ourselves, <laughs> and that's kind of a good thing too, and um, so. When you can, take the time and, and just look into this for yourself. One of the scriptures I have is Hebrews 11.6. And it is, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm glad because I like these rewards. You know, when you start feeling some blessings coming from God and you start in that path, of saying, okay, God, I want to I give myself to you so I can be obedient to do something you want me to do to reach out. It's, um, it's just worth everything because the word is true, and we believe it, and it's, it, he is true to his word. He never, ever changes Never. He doesn't change his mind. He is always faithful to us. So we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. It's like you could give a commercial about a tonic or something to take to make you feel good. Having a relationship with the Lord and can just turn around things in our life that have been bugging us for years. And I know I've had things to work on. I think we all do to some measure. And the Holy Spirit, I was reading 
in the Bible the other day. It's the Passion Bible. My husband got it for me for Christmas, and I had already been, you know, looking at scriptures in it. It's a beautiful uh, trans translation because I think it's a missionary who was in Central America. I think it came out three or four years ago, and it's just the New Testament and Psalms, Proverbs, and the Song of Solomon. But it's written in a beautiful, it shows the passion of God for people, for us, for everyone, really, everybody all the time. And it expresses it so beautifully. And I was reading it the other day in John 14, where uh, it's talking about the Holy Spirit when he comes. And it said, it's, a, it's the spirit of holiness. And I went, oh, right, right, right. It's the Holy Spirit, right? So it's the spirit of holiness. I hope I'm making some sense because things are just flying out of me. It feels like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so maybe something for somebody and somebody else. Um, but the Holy Spirit in the church has, mm, boy, Lord. <laughs> mm. The Holy Spirit is the agent. And what happened to me in 18, I always felt a relationship with the, the Holy Spirit to some degree or felt that there was someone you know, a comfort or something personal about that. And I just took a course, uh, I think it's 17 or 18, from Robert Morse. And uh, they were, it was like a correspondence course. And someone, uh, we got it through some missionary. And it was about the Holy Spirit. One was the Word. And it's a workbook, and it really is a great, great way of doing things from Gateway. Um, and I did the one about the Holy Spirit, and I realized I really was hungry for that. I really needed more because life, you know, can get difficult. And... Um, and we all know now there are there are things that we don't know, and that there are questions or things. But the one great thing is when we abide in the Lord and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I would call it a fellowship also, because it says He's a friend. He's a comforter, helper, standby. He's an encourager. He's a counselor. He's an advocate. He's an intercessor. Um, there's seven qualities. I think I got them with helper and standby. I think. And that's that's a good friend to have. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Even though the church is way back there, 
on a lot of this because it seemed like woo-woo, spooky, or something. And I have to admit, it took me a while to fully, uh, maybe to go to a certain level, I guess. Of, but then when I found out all this, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it made the difference in my life. I mean, it filled up every place in my life. And then I realized I had already known some of it before, but this was like, wow. And then I realized that it was just an answer for me to take care of so many things. And it was the comfort, the encouragement, and to know there's someone that close to you and that it's, it's not uh, anything to be afraid of. And he's a gentleman, so he never, never, never uh, would do anything unless you, you say, you kind of welcome him, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me about that? Because that's what I can do sometimes now about certain things. And then I kind of get wisdom and more uh, knowledge because um, he's the agent that also is the power. Um, he's one of the, the, the strength and power actually to get things done in the church too. And he's resident in all of us. But you see, we don't acknowledge him, that he's really who he is, but it's, it's very real that there's three and that he's a person too. And um, we can trust him. So I don't, I don't believe I'm saying all this but I am so hungry in my heart for people to really know the truth and to really uh, be able to deal with what they go through and to have all the help they can have. Because if God loves us that much, that he would leave the Holy Spirit and he would give us Jesus, his only son. That's just so amazing. The price he's already paid for us. I don't think it's too much to ask now because of this path I've been on to know God more. And that's all it is. It's just one step at a time. It's not scary. It's not anything but bringing the goodness of God to you in your life. And so if we can just open or find a place where we need help and we can say, gee, I, I really need help with this, and then you ask him, then he's going to find a way to help you. And then we believe that we receive because he always hears us when we ask him. First John 5.14 says, when we pray, when we talk to God, you don't even have to be praying. I mean, I think it's so simple uh, that we've gotten so caught up in so much, uh, but God is real. 
Jesus is real. They're, they were real. That's why he came to earth. He had to be like us. How could we receive from him if we didn't know he suffered, he went through something? And sometimes you'll realize, oh, he felt that too, you know? Something difficult. And um, he became a man just so he could free us from the curse of the law that happened through Adam and Eve. And um, that's when I realized I'm not here because of me. (laughs) I learned that a while ago. (laughs) It's only by his grace because he gives, not that I'm a gift, but, you know, he gives gifts to men. He puts all the things in the church, and, you know, that's the way we have that order and authority of the gifts for the body of Christ. And um, it's it's so... Um, hmm. No, where was going? Excuse me. I got lost in something I was saying. Pardon me. Who remembers? Uh, That. I don't want to be pessimistic, but it seems like it's time that we can do things differently, and we're already changing. I don't mean that we're not changing. You're here, and Pastor John said that too. It's so edifying, because you're here, because you want to be here. You want to learn more. You want to seek the Lord. You do care. You care about people. You care about your brothers and sisters in the Lord, and... um That's so good, so good. We really are thankful for that. You know, and God knows. He knows us so well. He knows our hearts. And so he knows what's going on. And if we could just talk to him like a person and know that it's, you know, he will, he can answer us. And to pray, that was such a realization when I realized wow, he really listens to me when I'm talking to him or praying. That was a revelation to me. And that was way back probably when we got out of school and came back to New England. And uh, that he's um, an ever-present help in time of need. Psalm 46. Uh, I don't have it in this, this particular Bible. But that's a good psalm to go to. It would be a good Bible study because there's so much in it. Because in the beginning it says, he is an ever-present help in time of need. And I believe in the Amplified it says, he comes in tight places, difficult circumstances. Okay. And I don't know if you've noticed it lately, but that could happen 
sometimes regularly, <laughs> that some of these things are going, and, um, and it wasn't like that maybe before, you know? So uh, he's an ever-present. That means he's there. He's there. He's ready. And if you call on him, Psalm 34 is another great one. I know Pastor John, that was his favorite many, many years ago. And that um, it's just, when you cry out to the Lord, he hears you. He hears you. And when we do our part, then he will, it says, when the righteous cry out for help, he comes. And, um, and we know now there are some provisions that it's for us to fulfill also on our part that it's not that easy. <laughs> it is work and that we have to be prepared. But I think the, the, maybe the most motivating factor is, you know, if God did this much for us, and sent his son, left the Holy Spirit to help us, to be the comforter, then we can decide, I want to sell out too, you know. Maybe it's because we're getting older, but I don't think so. I think it's in the world because we know the times we're living in and that we are, you know, in those times that it speaks of in the Bible, in Revelation. So another great thing I found about stress or, you know, if you have any tendency toward anxiety, which I have at times. And so um, being thankful this is what I think I would have talked about before if I would have had this opportunity. So that's a biggie. Being thankful and having a thankful heart is a great uh, defense, let's say, against the things that happen and how we see things and everything because it helps to... Um, get us in a place where we're thankful in our heart and when our heart becomes thankful for something they, I've read you know in, or heard that uh, in psychology or whatever being a thankful heart has as much effect on your body on your mind and on your spirit of course because it says in the word, come into his gates with thanksgiving, with a glad, thankful heart. And it's because of him, not because of our circumstances, not because of what's going on in the world. You know, if you just look at yourself long enough, you can get depressed, right? I mean, if you focus that much on something like that. If you look in the world, you can get distressed, but if you look up, you get rest. So this way of life is worth everything. I am so convinced because I now know for myself that if I didn't, if I had money, 
if I had wealth, I wouldn't even want it. I mean, I mean, I would accept it if it was God's will. I don't mean I wouldn't want it. <laughs> but it was kind of tested when we went to California. <laughs> and I actually thought, you know, I still will choose the Lord because I have, uh, I'm so happy to feel the blessing of the Lord and knowing him that even anything, you know, some of the things in the world, they just don't seem to matter as much. And then they just, and as you know the Lord more, as you're doing that, those things just get less and less important, you know. And um, so having a thankful heart, that's a biggie because, and there's ways to do that. And I know I've had to work at it myself, so I know some of those ways. And one of them is to... Um, uh, it sounds, is to look at the half full glass, not the half empty glass. You know, sometimes I, I can't wait for Pastor John to do a renewing of the mind because that's what I've really learned too. The battle is really up here. It really is. It's between our ears, what we think and how we react. And so much is controlled in our mind. That's why it says, take every thought captive. And at least we could try. It's, it sounds impossible to do it every thought. I think my husband can, though, almost. <laughs> but you know, it's really, really important. When you realize there is an enemy of our soul, and when I realize that that's really real, then we have to have a defense, such as putting on the armor of God. Uh, but we have to learn to take um, authority or try to make our mind work with us because our brain is an organ and it can function. I heard one minister say, it's too bad we can't have our brains rewired because we really need it in a lot of ways to think you know, God's thoughts. And to, um, but, um, so even that, trying to get control, or just to think about what am I thinking about, and to start thinking, oh, wait a minute, I don't think I want to end up there, so I won't do that, stop that, turn around, get back on the path, you just gently bring yourself back, it's not like, oh, well, I'm under a law, and this is terrible. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, God's grace, when you realize he will work with you, I mean, he loves you. He wants you. That's what this life is about. When you go to John 10.10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's his job. <laughs> And he's pretty good at it. And if you don't know um, who you are in Christ, then he can really bully you and, you know, 
make you feel real small or get you into places you don't want to be. But you know, that's why it's also important to know, I don't believe I'm going everywhere. It's important to know who you are in Christ. When we were at, uh, there's Kenneth Hagin, where we went to Bible school, has the little mini books. And in fact, I just got one from Sister Dawn uh, from her bookshelves that um, because I think we still have them in the bookstore, but I've probably gone through four or five of them over all the years. And it's, and that meant the most to me when I went to school because I realized I really have been made a new creature or I could, I could believe certain things that I didn't know before or believe because we were fairly new Christians. And it really turned my life around. And uh, mm, it really did. And I'm so thankful, so thankful that God really has been good to us and that he's kept us and done uh, what, uh, what we have been able to do. We're just blessed and honored and very grateful. Another thing about your mind is to um, turn the negative into a positive. I don't know if this can help anybody, but sometimes you really do need to um, work on that. And that came to me today to give you a few tools because when he starts renewing of the mind, and I know Joyce Meyer has written The Battlefield of the Mind and other books, but it's, um, it's that you can actually turn it around. So instead of thinking the negative, you think of something positive. And that way you get out of that. And um, let's see. And this, is, this can be, you know, when you're going through your day, you feel like you're losing your joy, you know, you can always stop and just praise him and pause and take a break and realize, wait a minute, let me just go back to him. A very powerful scripture is Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come unto me. That's so fitting with what I'm telling you because that's really hard to do. I mean, we do it in certain ways, but um, for me, it was hard because I, I'm a doer, and I thought, oh, I have to do, do, do. But the joy is learning that he's holding us up, that he's really the vine. And what Pastor John has taught about the branch and the vine in John 15 that is a key, and just to keep after it, to see, because when you can see that it's not about me, that's what I really had to learn, it's not about me, because I didn't have a measure, a lot of confidence or self, um, I don't know uh, what it was, but um, so that it's really about him because it's all about giving him the glory and how much he doesn't even 
he doesn't, he's not moved by some of the things we think are like, even about ourselves. He's just so loving because he's our father. He just accepts us the way we are. And that's pretty nice when you think about it. Because when I felt that, oh, he really likes me. I know he has to love me, but he actually likes me. I mean, really, that just freed me to think, wow. Because my confidence just went up, you know? Because he is no respecter of persons. If he would do that for me, he'll do it for you. Because it's not because I'm standing here. You know, I, I'm doing some work about it so I can keep growing because I love being a student and growing and doing that. But you can learn. It's, it's not that easy because he only gives you one step at a time. You know, it's, it's not, and before you know it, you're like, oh, wow, where did that go? Hmm, okay. And you just start enjoying your life more. And then you're um, so, um, another thing is to make a list. Even if it's two or three things, make a list. Today, I'm thankful for. And a friend sent me a journal during COVID. And it was a really neat thing. I think it was perfect for that because it took you through some steps to say, okay, what am I thankful for today? And then it would, uh, you could journal a little, but it would give you a few key things to think about, you know, or what am I going to do for myself today? Or this was something else a neurosurgeon put out. I think she was a neuroscientist early during the COVID. And uh, like, how are you going to exercise? Are you going to get out today? Are you going to reach out to someone today? Different things to, to help you, you know, get through that time. And um, so think about that, that thankfulness you could see some things, if you just took one thing even, I don't know what it is for you. I, it's just sort of an attitude, I think, that just comes if you, you want to do that, that's going to give you a real power source of energy to overcome uh, some of the other things, because then they will not be present to uh, distract or, or be a problem for you or to worry you. So I think that one of the um, ways to hmm. Another scripture that's so powerful is Hebrews eleven six, because it's in the Amplified. It's really powerful. 
it says he will never leave us, never forsake us, never let go of our hand, never leave us without support. And then it says to the third degree, he will never, never, never let go of your hand. And it may say more. And it's like, that's a comfort, isn't it? A real comfort that he would, he loves us so much and he knows us. And he's just saying, gee, why don't you try? <laughs> Pause, take a step, Selah. Just think about who I am to you or who you want me to be and then be bold enough. See, it doesn't bother him. Even if we tell him, I mean, even, well, it doesn't bother him. He could handle it. So you just need to talk to him. And like he's a friend, because he is. And he's there. And he'll never leave us or forsake us. And I think it's the Christian body now, in this time in the world, it's our greatest opportunity. I thought when coming back, it, it was just the most wonderful thought to come back and think of our church family and the believers that come and to realize we have something in common. We're all brothers and sisters and about loving one another and how we can overlook a lot of things uh, because of him, because of his love, that's in us. And if we just let it out and do what the word says, it will give us more strength, more peace, and more energy and power to be excited about life, really. Because there's so much, you know, he has a purpose for everyone. And it could be talking to you. I mean, it doesn't mean it has to be, you know, you're going to go to the nursing home and volunteer. Could be. But uh, if that's something that would mean something to you. But it's just being willing to know who my neighbor is. And to realize I want to appreciate them. Or value them too because they don't know who I know and that because they're there uh, it's an opportunity because people see your light they watch us they really they know and that we can be proud of our heritage we have such a rich heritage and legacy and um, as Easter comes it helps us to focus again on the price that was paid and that um, all that's, that he gave up just to come to where we were and how great a love, what a love that would do that we do not really know or comprehend in our own minds. But you can, because it's just worth it to seek the Lord, to know him, to want to know him more. So 
I just want to encourage you and uh, tell you that it's definitely worth it and that nothing ever uh, could be uh, as valuable as when he's your treasure and he's everything you really, really need. And um, so I think that it's just so much too that we're kind of um, in a place where we do have to make a choice. So that's good, really. And that he helps us. That's what I've found. There's been grace to grow and do everything I've needed to do. And it came from God. And things that I didn't know or even know that I could do or he's just such a helper and his grace is there for everyone and um, we may have to end early (laughs) I'm embarrassed (laughs) but I think that I don't want to just feel like I'm uh, making things make sure I Okay. It's just an honor to be here, to be in this pulpit. Because I really think this is the church's finest hour and that we are making a difference and we can make even greater. I mean, the the gifts of God Nothing's too hard for him. And if you can think it and imagine and dare to dream, even about yourself, you can believe to receive things that you didn't know about before because it opens up um, our relationship with him. He's really due all of our honor I think what's happened, too, in the church, I don't want to be redundant, but it's people have been afraid of what it means to fear the Lord or to reverence the Lord. And somehow that just sort of has escaped a lot of of things of thinking that it's just grace and that everything's okay and, you know, whatever. Well, we've heard it a lot, so we don't need to go over that. But, you know, it's about honoring God. It's about honoring him, that we can come here, that we are a body, that we can come to church. There are places where you're, in, you're really risking your life to go to church or in the war. And, you know, in the times of war, people had to do a lot of things. And that's happening now. And we have to value and keep valuing 
and being thankful that we have a place to come, that this is really God's house, and we could come here, worship the Lord, feel his presence. Sunday morning, the worship, it was just a beautiful presence of the Lord, and it was... And is he worth it? Is he worth it? Is he worth it? I forget the song we were singing on Sunday. But it's the other song that we sing a lot is, Is he worthy? Is he worthy? He is. He is. And it behooves us to decide that we can do more than we have been. I want to tell you what happened to me when I've been praying ever since the fast or in my devotion time, this will come to me all the time by the Holy Spirit. He can bring a song to you or something like that that you didn't think of. Well, I would be in a quiet time and it just didn't fail to happen almost every time. I'd get to a certain point and it would be like, I, it's John 3.16, but God gave his only begotten son. He gave, he gave, he gave, he gave. And every time that comes up, it's like, oh, how can I not, how can I not be willing to give? He did all this. And it's just, Amazing because it's like it comes up a lot. Look what he did. Look what he gave. And oh, it's a beautiful thing. And we're blessed. And so if anybody really wants to, I think this, this came to me before we came to take more of a step with God. Sometimes you've got to put action to your faith because faith without works will go nowhere. So I'm thinking that in Romans 12, one and two, I think I will read it, that in your heart and in your mind, if you want to say yes, God, I want to take a, I want to take that step and go further with you and know you more. It's a way of dedicating yourself or consecrating yourself. A couple words I got this year for something I read or some minister was oh maybe it was Pastor John. Consecration and concentration. And it took, you know, when you think about that, if we consecrate ourselves, but then it's about the focus, you know, that we want to try to stay focused so that we don't run over here, over there, and then say, uh-oh, did I really want to do that or should I go back there? And and go back to the path maybe I was supposed to be moving on today or doing that thing that I thought somebody that he put in my heart to do, reach out to someone or say something to someone, call them up or just tell them 
that you're thinking about them, and I hope they have a good day or send them a card. Well, when those things happen, if you can move on them, you'll find it's very fulfilling because that's him using you because it's the vine and the branch. You see, if he's the vine, the freedom is that we're not totally responsible. That was always my thing. I always felt this overwhelming sense of responsibility or of doing the right or the wrong thing. So the thing is, with the vine, and you're a branch, and the tree and a branch, if you can picture that, you see that it's the tree. It's the vine on the bush that's holding up the branches, right? And he says in John 15, sometime just read through those first, I think, 9 11 verses, because he's saying, without me, you could do nothing. And that's what I realized when it, all this started for me was that I wasn't accomplishing what I really wanted to do or be. So this way I had the help, the direction, the encouragement, the teaching, the whatever, and the word, and, you know, prayer. The word and the spirit always have to agree. That's what we learned. It has to agree, or and that's your protection. So if you want to do that, it's called making yourself a living sacrifice unto God. And if you just in your heart want to pray or open a door to say that to God, I'm just going to read it. It's Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead... I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, he has a good will for everybody's life, a perfect will, a purpose that he knew for you way back when. And then if, if you feel that, then you can start this exciting journey because I marked my Bible so much in underline I couldn't read it off. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, we've gotten all the information. I remember Tony Cook coming here and saying, it's not that we need more information. We need transformation. See? 
That's what we need these last couple of years. We have to do it so that we can be the difference. It's not just about you making a difference to someone else. It's about your survival. I'm almost convinced now that if some, some of these things don't happen for people, you know, I don't think it's, well, I don't want to say doom and gloom. But you know, uh, mm, I, I think it's time because God sure got it on me. <laughs> He's been doing it for me for a while. And then my heart and the service to encourage you that there's so much more. If you're not feeling satisfied with your relationship, just go for it because it's worth it. And you see, there is a lot at stake. I think it's for us personally because to know what I can experience now that I couldn't before, that's worth everything. It's worth more than silver or gold. Because you know, when you really get to knowing God in some things, he'll tell you things and you get his wisdom. It says anyway in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that when we're saved, he gives, uh, let's see. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's made unto us. When we accept Jesus Christ, he's made unto us. Uh, salvation, redemption, sanctification, righteousness is the first thing to make us right with God. That means because of his work on the cross that our old man died. When he died, we died. And then when he rose from the dead, we rose from the dead. And what a certainty that is. It's just becoming so real to me. Is it's done. it's done. It's finished. That was the work of the cross. It's done. It's finished. It happened 2,000 years ago. And we're walking around like we're not really new creatures when we really could be more, you know, and experience more of that life. So it's... Um, mm. It's so good, so good, so good, so good. So I just pray and believe that your op- people open their hearts and their minds. It's more about opening your heart. These are all things of the heart. And that um, it's time to turn off our minds or you know, bring our minds into more control so that they don't get in our way. Because our minds, you can figure out everything and not know God. And we don't need more information. We just need to act on what we have. It's about a transformed life. It's about just being who we said we really are and really believing it because his word is true. And he doesn't change his mind. It's forever settled in heaven. And he's not a man that he should lie or change his mind or not tell the truth. So we got to take a stand and believe that what he said is true. And that's going to be true for me and for you 
and that we're not going to be moved by everything because if we build our house on the rock, then when all these things come, we can still be standing and it won't uh, be as bad as it could be. So it's a great, a great opportunity and we can do it because he is no respecter of persons and he's our helper and we have all we need when we find out who, who we really are can be in him. So that book in him is a powerful book. I would recommend it if you, I have to see, I shouldn't say, because I don't know if we have any more in the bookstore because our bookstore has been uh, taken to another level where it doesn't have everything it did before. I'll check. So, Pastor John, did you want to do the, you want me to go ahead and finish? So now all of you, this is such an honor to think I'm just not in church, I'm on TV. <laughs> and I've wanted to do this for a long time. <laughs> no, it's like a dream. <laughs> and so I really want to say thank you for all of you out there. You don't know how glad we are if you're watching and if you took the time and you wanted to know more and feel like you were going to church, well, we appreciate you too. But you are so welcome to come. This is a house of the Lord. And everyone's here is great people, great people. You'll be glad you did. And so I want us, 